When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. I had to fail. It's the final word daily. Adam Collins and Daniel Norcross here on the turf at Headingley, brought to you for the first time by the Advanced Hair Studio, the world champions in hair restoration. Daniel. As we do in the time-honoured tradition of this program, tell us all about the day in the space of 30 seconds. England's hearts must have dropped when they lost the toss on a beautiful sunny batting day on a pitch that looked absolutely perfect for that batting. But regular inroads did they make? Debutant Overton getting rid of Conway, Broad with a couple of wickets, Latham another failure up top. But guess what? It wouldn't be this summer if it wasn't Mitchell and Blundell putting on a century partnership and they did it again, batting undefeated after tea to leave the game beautifully poised at 225 for five. Who knows where this game is going to go? Very nice. Cliched as it is, honours even on the basis mm-hmm. that England win session one and two in New Zealand. Great fight back, rain interrupted final session. They put on 102 uh, messes, Mitchell and Blundell, as they tend to do so routinely 78 yeah. and 45 respectively uh, it feels like Darren Mitchell's going to make 178 I mean yeah there was that opportunity leg before wicket that they didn't review mm. when he was in single digits and uh, and and there are a couple of you wouldn't call them half opportunities but miscues on the reverse sweep but taken as a whole as uh, as the ground staff nearly take us out in their truck to start the episode good start uh, you, you're just going to say that Darren Mitchell averaging over 60 in test cricket he's a player reborn He's extraordinary, though, isn't he? Because it's based not on the virtues of Mitchell, which we thought before we knew about, his white ball virtues, smashing it to all parts. It's based on the most rock-solid defence. And indeed, that LBW notwithstanding, which is a beautiful piece of bowling, in actual fact, uh, lovely swing bowling from Matthew Potts, who was very unlucky today not to pick up a wicket. But it was his his defence that has not let him down at all. And he loves defending it. That's the thing. When it hits the middle of that bat, which it does so often, and just gets pushed up to mid-off, he shows he shows the bowl of that bat. As we shows him before, the maker's label. He does. It's, a, it's quite an aggressive defence. It's really wonderful to watch. And I, I was very, very impressed with the way he batted today because, yet again, he's got his side out of a real hole. Because how do they find themselves on one, two, three, four, five? On a road. 
on a it was really a road. I mean, look, it's I mean, a you know, a road, a road, albeit a road where the ball did move around for a time, but you well, know, yeah, but but not off the same. It was no, in the air. It, yeah. it spun a bit and it did swing occasionally when when Broad Broad got it to swing and Potts got it to do a little yep. bit, but it was only a little bit. Uh, Leach was getting some turn. But you saw that it was an easy pace pitch. You saw it yep. was a bit back of a length. People were playing uh, vertical bat shot pushes through the covers. It was racing away on this incredibly quick outfield because it's a massive square here mm. at Headingley. And it just felt perfect for batting. And, you know, I thought once New Zealand won the toss, I was expecting like sort of 320 for three or four. Well, we were joking before we were on air, 500 yeah. versus 500, weren't we? Yeah. Just on the basis of the straw-coloured pitch, but Stuart Broad uh, intervention in the first over, opening the bowling from the Kirkstall Lane end, which he loves to do, Anderson loves to do. They kind of fight over this end. Yeah. Um, but Broad gets uh, first opportunity because Anderson's not playing this week with that ankle complaint or ankle niggle, barely even a niggle. Is it? Had, had the test been on the line or the series been on the line, yeah. Anderson would be playing. Instead, he's being held back for India next Next week and Jamie Overton gets his chance but Latham is having a tough series Nick's off in the first over Broad gets Williamson as well just before lunch yep. which was an important moment after Williamson battled a bit but got a start Broad bowled so nicely if anything he might have been a bit underbold I felt today and then well about the defense of Mitchell I reckon part of what he does well is he gets outside the line of the off stump before the ball's bowled he shuffles across yeah so he brings in that extra element of doubt when the ball does strike him on the front pad and I think that's what convinced Ben Stokes yeah. not to review and Erasmus, umpire Erasmus, yeah. not to give that leg before shout out, which by the way it was hitting middle stump halfway up, that, that was probably in hindsight the biggest moment of the day, that should have been out. It really was, huge moment and it, and it hit him bang in front of off stump, it wasn't umpire's call or anything no. of that sort, but you're, you're right, because he moves across a little and you could see leg stump that kind of encourages the umpire and the reviewer to think, oh has he got outside the line, he so often does get outside the yeah. line, and because they burned a review, and very curious almost controversial circumstances when Henry Nichols was a judge not out and then on the replay it, it looked from the replay that the replay showed that he hadn't got an edge on it but umpire Alim Dar decided that because the noise was was so close to the point when the ball was passing the bat he decided that it was an inside edge and yeah. and that was that ball was also shown to be crashing into the stump so I'm not saying for one minute that that was a diabolical decision by the umpire far from it it was a marginal decision but because they'd burned the review because it was given not out because of the inside edge they lost the review which then meant oh well do we take another review so soon that's kind of the pressure of the yeah. review and you don't actually you know how cricketers constantly say play each ball on its merits you know play each review on its merits but it doesn't work like that if you've just lost one then you feel this terrible pressure. Yeah, there's a baggage, isn't there? You, you yeah. see it with captains all the time. All like, the time. After a howler, um, they don't go when they should. And, and actually, uh, well, Phil Walker said something really interesting on commentary as well, which is of all the players you actually don't want doing reviews, it's Stokes, not Broad. It's Stokes because Stokes has, has such little care for the fine margins. You know, he comes in, if he's given not out, it's not out. He marches back to his mark and comes in to bowl again. That's his attitude. So in a way, the review system isn't meant for him. A lot of cricketers, you know, very performative and they love all that. They go, no, come on, give it to me. Let's go and check. Whereas Stokes, I, I was not, it's almost like he's got more respect for the umpire than that. It's almost like he said, well, umpire said not out. We just get on with it, lads. And so that's not in his temperament, really, right. to be a good reviewer. And I think there's something in that. Um, and it was a key moment for England because if Mitchell goes there, and much like actually as Mitchell should have been caught at Trent Bridge when he's on three, Mitchell's played really well, but 
Cricket's a strange and capricious beast, isn't it? The luck is going with him, and he is making the very, very most of it. Uh, so Mitchell, as I said before, on 78, not out uh, overnight. Stokes didn't bowl today. So last week before the Nottingham Test match, he said that he wouldn't bowl and bowled 15 overs on day one. Today, he didn't bowl after saying mm. he could bowl here. In the end, Jack Leach and Joe Root bowled 37 overs between them on the opening day. Didn't see that coming. Leach, 30 overs, 2 for 75. Got a wicket with his first ball. That might get a run. In fact, both of his wickets might get a run mm. in the advanced hair Hall of Fame in a moment. But um, the fact that Leach had seven wickets at 70 against New Zealand coming into this test match, I'm not saying he was any ever a realistic chance of being left out but you know the pressure is building on that young man he's not a young man mm. anymore either I should say he's quite deep into his test career and the confidence he'll have out of making a contribution on day one um, that that will that will pay dividends later in the test match well the difference between picking a spinner at Trent Bridge and picking them at Headingley is enormous because yeah. there's something in there for the spinner and by getting the wicket with the first ball he bowled you could just see his confidence get elevated. And it was a genuine wicket, you know. It yep. turned from the straight, straightened, and got Will Young out propping forward. It was like he was sort of ambushed by it. Well, Trimbridge, the pitch was just not good for spin, and it never has been. And, you know, Jack Leach hasn't been left out of England's sides at home for three years for no reason. It's because the pitches aren't very helpful for him. Here, he turned a couple really sharply, actually, and it's when he changed ends. Alex Hartley on BBC commentary said something very interesting about how coming up the hill for the left arm spinner she thinks means that you control your action better okay and when he when he started down the hill he he did he, he started from from our end here the coastal lane end and he bowled a few shorter balls which we'd sort of seen a little bit of at trent bridge and it was just easy ones into the gap he tightened up a lot as he came up the hill and it's a noticeable slope oh yeah ahead. it's a it's a real slope you are running down, down the hill from this end you really are and i think that helped him um, and when he's going at two and a half and over, then, you know, that's kind of a captain's dream. If you've lost the toss and your spinner mm. then is a holding spinner, that's what you need him to be. I mean, I think from an England point of view, if Stokes had been able to bowl, then he surely would have bowled. I mean, you know, there was a strange, strange passage play after T when England had burst through. They'd got that fifth wicket just before T, more of which shortly, <laughs> and they'd got Blundell new to the crease. And they open up with Joe Root for three overs. Yeah, this was the, this was the most unusual part of the day. Yeah. So they have a chance to um, take on Blundell after tea, who is in great nick, made 100 last week, made 96 at Lords the week before that. And they give them six overs of, I'm not saying it was throwdowns from Leach's end, but, and I'm not sort of necessarily criticising Root either, by the way, but why not unleash a bloke, Jamie Overton, on Tess Taboo, who was bowling up above 90 mile an hour yep. just before that break? It seemed like the logical thing to do that point of difference, England haven't had an out-and-out -out fast bowler in the series until today. Blundell hasn't been tested by bowling mm. that quickly in the series. And instead of doing that immediately, they let him reach 20-odd yeah. before he even saw a seamer. And look, you know, Root's, Root's record against right-handers is unsurprisingly not great. He averages yeah. over 80 or something against right-handers. Off-spinners tend to struggle more against right-handers. These weren't two lefties he was bowling at. And, and also, look, there was the Overton. There was the potential for Potts because they just had the tea break. So yep. he, he could have bowled at that stage. Um, even Broad could have bowled. There was a long time to go until the second new well, ball. Well, I think they were playing for the second new ball that far out. That's what it, it was, felt like. But it was 26 overs away, yeah. which is a long, long way. And you don't want to give Mitchell and Blundell 26 overs to get going. I We've mean, seen that the last is, two weeks. This is exactly, yeah. this is your chance to stop that happening. And, and they didn't. So I was a bit confused by that. But what it did really confirm for us is that Stokes clearly didn't think he was fit to bowl. Otherwise, he genuinely yeah. was, surely would have bowled. Yeah, they were able to suck the life out of those last couple of hours, mm. even with the rain delay thrown in there. Uh, Jamie Overton, his first day in international cricket, in test cricket. You've seen a lot of him at Surrey.
Murray since he signed there two years ago. Mm-hmm. He pretty much did what it said on the yeah. tin, didn't it? He banged it in halfway, bought a lot of short balls, but yep. got his wicket, his first wicket in Test cricket from a full ball, a chop on from Devon Conway. Yeah, and that's how they've been trying to get Devon Conway yeah. all series. And they've succeeded a few times, the inside edge as well. He, he did inside edge one that folks, I'm not going to call it a drop because it was an incredibly hard chance, diving a full length to his right, got a glove to it. But that is how they see themselves getting Conway, and they got it, and it was perfect. It was lovely that, that Jamie Overton, on debut, was executing an England plan for a guy he's probably hardly ever bowled at, yeah. and, and he got his man. And, yeah, it's lovely when you hit the stumps on, on debut, isn't it? He was delighted. He went on a huge lap of honour, as <laughs> he had every right to do. And uh, I, I think it's just lovely that we got another pair of twins who've played Test cricket. Yeah, I think, what are we, is this the third or fourth pair of twins that have played together, something like that. In terms of the statistical minds that you're in today, um, that pair of Mitchell and Blundell have now made more than a thousand runs together, faced more than a thousand balls balls together over 500 runs. The thousand ball mark though, that's only the third time in any test series two batters have been together for that long in the middle. And one of them was this year, a couple of months ago in Pakistan with Shafiq and Imam Al-Haq. And you go back to 2006 with Muhammad Yusuf and Yunus Khan. But the point is, is that this doesn't happen too often. No, and it's a three-test series, and it's yeah. the first innings of the, yeah, yeah. Of the second test match. What so, yeah, yeah they, they really could be. I, they obviously have a really good rapport together, and it's when they've batted that's been really interesting, actually, because they've come in with New Zealand under pressure, but with the ball a bit softer. So they've had one thing to their advantage, which is the conditions, a little bit easier to bat than at the very top of the order. But on the other side of it, they've got massive scoreboard pressure. And their temperament has been superb. And as I've said, I mean, I just love watching Mitchell. I love watching Mitchell defend. I love watching Blondell being so crabby and low and flexing those knees and sort of like, he he defends those three sticks with his life. (laughs) And I like that. And when we've spent so much of the time in the last couple of weeks talking about how the Test Cricket rulebook is being torn up, thrown away. We've got something totally new. We've got crazy wang bang, thank you man, Test Cricket. Well, those what two, those two are going. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. We're we are not doing that. We're playing proper test cricket. All and right, they've done it brilliantly. Daniel, time to fire up. It's time for the final word Hall of Fame. The final word Hall of Fame brought to you proudly by the Advanced Hair Studio, the world leader in the world champions rather in hair restoration. Uh, we are thrilled to be presenting this segment on behalf of them for the rest of the England summer and in Sri Lanka in a couple of weeks. Uh, no reason to have to suffer from hair loss in the future like you have, oh. Daniel. Well, do you know, a lot of people won't realise this, but when I was younger, I was a, a cherubic young man. Even through my teens, I had, <laughs> had locks like Robert Redford. Um, I was like a kind of young sting, if you can imagine such a thing. And I would, I would love to be restored to my we former glory. We can do glory. this. I mean, it's a 100% guarantee. Over a million people have, have enjoyed wow. the service over the last three decades. If we, if we put our mind to it, it's not too late. Even at your, I wouldn't say advancing years, but you are 53 oh, now. I am, a, yeah. Advancing I am. to an extent. That sort of suggests that you're 70 or something, doesn't it? I could it? do with taking 10 or 15 years off me as well. Well, you know. Because I've got a little bit here. And I've receded. Let's tidy up the locks. And if you want yeah. to, if anyone wants to, Advanced Hair, all you need to do is jump on the website, pump in your details, and one of the specialists from the Advanced Hair Studio will get in touch. Now, and I could wring my hand through my hair like Wazim Raja again. <laughs> uh, our nominations, we're sport for choice today. Why don't we start with a bald man, Jack Leach. Wicket with his first delivery. He could do with some Advanced Hair. Uh, and then, yeah. uh, which in itself, we've already discussed the importance of. His second wicket, though, was slightly ridiculous. Oh. I've only seen this when Andrew Simons and Michael Clark 
uh, had an incident 15 years ago where the, the, the Simon smacked it into Clark, non-striker's end, ballooned up, taken at mid-wicket. This was different. This came More off fun. the face of the bat of Daryl Mitchell, probably Nichols' best shot of the summer mm. uh, in terms of how he middled it. Mm. Uh, and he faced 99 deliveries for his 19. He couldn't believe it. We couldn't believe it. I wouldn't be entirely surprised if it prompts a little tweak from the MCC. Oh, what, like called dead ball or something? Well, if it's the umpire, it's dead ball in that situation and went to a fielder. So, so I'm told. But, right. but just go through it in a bit more depth. Okay, this. so what's happened is that Leach has bowled the first ball of the last over before T, uh, tossed it up a little, and Nichols has smashed it back around about waist height, timed it gloriously. But because he's timed it so well, it's kind of arced towards Mitchell. He's hit it so firmly. All Mitchell can do is kind of try to limbo out of the way. As he limbos out of the way, being as he is in such terrific form... He's middling he's, everything. He's middling everything. <laughs> and it comes off the bat like that, like this. Bounces. What well, bounces? It ricochets off the bat in a gentle arc to mid-off. Who... I mean, fair play to mid-off. Alex Lees, I think it was, wasn't it? It was. He, yeah. had, to be, he had to be smart enough to be, to be watching you know, as the ball came towards him. And the ball hadn't touched the ground. He takes a simple catch. Poor old Henry Nichols has to go. Uh, Daryl Mitchell should have been given out LBW about 20 minutes before. But instead, he is the architect of his own teammate's downfall. If that is not Hall of Fame worthy, I don't know what is. And it remember was the, shocking the and last brilliant. time, as Henry Moran pointed out on our SEM broadcast, the last time a ball hit a bat in, un, in an unusual way between these teams, it was six runs in the World Cup final. Yes. So New Zealand on, on the right end get, They don't get good luck the when, the, when the ball ricochets off bats uh, in this country. I've got an anti-Hall of Fame, which we sometimes raise. That bloody ridiculous drinks break in the final session when they knew the rain was about to start, that was a six-minute oh. drinks break. We had a nine-minute drinks break last week. Get your act together. This is preposterous. I know that broadcasters have to take the long two and a half minute ad break to fulfill their obligations yep. to the World Fed. I, I get all of that, but there has to be a better way, knowing full well the but rain was, was imminent. But it was also how it happened as well. So it started, Overton had gone back to his mark to start the over, and it taken quite a while to do that because they were mithering about the ball, weren't yep. they? And then the umpire, everyone was in position. One of the 20 times I'm trying to get a chase, you know. Exactly. <laughs> then the umpires, because the ball hasn't, first ball hasn't been bowled, look up and they go, oh, it's actually five o'clock. So now we'll have the drinks break. And as, as you said, six minutes. I mean, we were lucky, actually, that the rain passed through quickly. We got back on. Otherwise, we'd be really angry about that. Can I have an unrelated Hall of Fame? Mm. Maxie's back in the test squad. Oh. Glenn Maxwell's been called up uh, for the test squad. A, a lot of our viewers and listeners will be thrilled to hear that Glenn Maxwell has been retained by Australia for the Red Bull stuff in Gaul next week. We'll be in Gaul next week as well. We go everywhere with the final word. Uh, that is it. That is the Hall of Fame. I'm going to read out of my notes again. The Advanced Hair Studio, the world champions in hair restoration. Believe me, that'll be rote learned soon enough. AdvancedHairStudio.com forward slash final word for your 15% discount. I think that is it for our show today. Thank you, mm. Daniel Norcross. That's a pleasure. Uh, Honours even here at Headingley. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Good night. Good night. So you know what I meant. I had to go about it.